0: Well, good morning, Edinburgh. Hey, good to be here with you. Um, if you're a guest, I want to give you a warm welcome. Those of you watching online, maybe even up from the, the cabin this weekend, hey, we're glad you're, you're tuned in. Uh, and I also wanted to say happy 4th of, of July. Yeah, we have a lot to be thankful for uh, in this country. Um, also, I heard some of you uh, had a birthday uh, this past um, weekend. <laughs> No? Oh, I thought we shared the same birthday. Um, that was my way of letting you know it was my birthday. But uh, Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank, oh, that, wow. Woo! Big 40. Um, we, hey, many of you know we are in this series uh, on the Holy Spirit called The Promise. And uh, we're studying the Holy Spirit. I hope you're enjoying this series as much as, as, much as I am. Because I'm telling you, this... This, this topic is, is huge for our, our lives. I've said you cannot live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit uh, moving in your life, okay? Uh, so this is an important uh, series that we're in uh, this morning. Um, we're going to focus in on the topic of prayer um in fact uh, you heard the cool story about Lydia giving her life to Christ this past week. Uh it's interesting pastor Josh was actually praying uh I want one person to come to know Jesus this week and woo! <laughs> and then so we heard about that story pretty cool pretty cool. Um But uh, this morning, I'm going to be doing something a little different. I want to interview um, someone who leads, is one of the leaders of our prayer ministry team, uh, just because we've seen such cool things happening. And I want you to hear about her own personal journey and to her passion for prayer. But if you were to ask me today, if you were to ask me today, what is the most important ministry here at Edinburgh Church? And I want to be very clear about this. Every ministry That we do here at Edinburgh Church is important, okay? Everything we do is important. But if you were to ask me today, what is the most important ministry at Edinburgh Church, I would tell you it is our prayer ministry, okay? Um, Because it's different from the other ministries that we we do here. In fact, here's kind of maybe a way to think about it. I was thinking about it this way this this past week. Um, You take this room, for example, where we have like, you know, we've got lights, we've got a sound system, uh, we've got a projector that we rented this week because last week it blew up on us, uh, hoping to get a new one by next week. But we've got all these things, right? We've got a screen so you can see things, okay? But what happens if you cut that power? I mean, this is a dark room. There's no video. There's no online. Nothing is happening. You can have all those pieces in place, but if there's no power, this is just a, a, a dark room. In, in the same way, friends, when we pray, that's what brings power into the ministries that we do around here. That's, that's what gives us the power in each of the ministries that we are a part of, which is why I say it's different. It's because God, as he's constructed it to say, hey, I'm with you, but are you going to be a people who pray? Are you going to ask? Because that's when you're going to be effective. We need to understand, part, uh, left to ourselves, you and I can accomplish what? nothing of spiritual, eternal value, okay? So this is why I say our prayer ministry is, in my mind, the most important ministry. It is what, it is what fuels, it is what brings power into all the different ministries that we do here at Edinburgh Church. So I'm honored to, this morning to get to talk uh, with Robin Hokinson, one of the leaders. She also partners with uh, Phyllis Swanson, uh, who lead up our prayer ministry team. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and invite her out. Would you give her a warm Edinburgh Church welcome? <laughs> You go, Robin.
1: Turn towards you, so I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: this works. So thank you for being here with us. I, I think if I understand correctly, you gave up time with your family today. Uh, yeah. yeah, I
1: drove back last night.
0: That's okay. They're up at a cabin or so. She gave up time with her family to be with her, her church family today. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, um, so maybe there's many here uh, who who don't. Um, know who you are and haven't met you before, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, your, your family, your job. I, I really want to establish that you are a human being, just a normal, you are a human being, right? You are real. Okay. So just let the church know that like you have a family, your job, what your, you know, basics about who you are.
1: So I, um, I'm married to Jim, and we've been—we will be married for 40 years this summer, um, next week.
0: Yeah, I that. yeah. and we
1: have uh, three children: um, a, a son who just got married last summer during COVID, which we um, had his wedding in our backyard. That was pretty exciting. And then we have a daughter with uh, two little boys, and um, and they're up at the cabin. Um, so they're having a lot of fun, and then we have um, our youngest Peter, and he and Michelle um, work with uh, the kids program here at church. Okay,
0: so, great. Yeah. So What do you do? Yeah. What's your job? So
1: I work at a charter school in Ramsey, and I do attendance for the secondary students. Um, I'm the one if your kids are skipping school, the letter comes from me. Um, that's uh, And then I have a a study hall room, and I get a lot of uh, PSEO kids kind of land in there. And then um, if you're naughty, you get sent to me (laughs) too. So, yeah. But I just, um, you just love on them. Yeah. So a lot of them, they just need to be heard. So COVID was kind of great for that because you've got this mask on, so you can just, like, pray for them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> behind the
1: mask, they have no idea that you're just praying behind that mask. All yeah, time. I did
0: that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. different. Uh, tell, how long have you been at Edinburgh Church?
1: We've been here for, I believe, 11 years.
0: Okay, 11 years. And how long have you been a part of the prayer ministry?
1: Um, I would say pretty early on. I okay, joined the prayer so ministry. Okay, almost
0: for that 11 years. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Our previous church, I was in everything. I I was doing children's ministry for 35 years and. Um, the Lord was just, I could sense him uh, drawing me and just give me a hunger to pray for people. And so I knew he was moving me towards prayer ministry. So he started um, all those things that I thought were my identity, you know, like children's ministry and um, worship. I just, all those things, he started taking them out of my hand. And Mm. and it's like, no, I want you to to do this.
0: So. Well, well, we're, I'm, I'm, I know I'm thankful for it. I've been blessed by the prayer ministry uh, here at Edinburgh. Um, let's jump into it, though. What you know, I I even feel like I, maybe I should give just a little bit of a background. This has been such an incredible year. Uh, that's even been eye-opening for me. Uh, I would even say life-changing for me. Um, it started. I think it goes back to January. When I, uh, I just, I heard something from God and he, he said, I want you to go in and share with your E-team, the executive team, I, I want you to tell them something. And he said, what I want you to tell them is this year, he said this, he said, this year you are going to see signs and wonders, okay? Now, I had never really talked like that before, um, didn't, didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I mean, I was just like, okay, I, I was like, I'm going to go tell the E-team this. I might, I, you know, I might sound like a crazy person. I don't know. So I just went for the E-team, said, listen, I'm just telling you what God's telling me. He wants me to share. He said, this year, we are going to start to see signs and wonders. And we all just kind of like, okay, all right, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And you go, when you go out on a limb like that, you know, you're kind of like, okay, God, now it's in your hands. I mean, but fast forward like a week or two later. It might have been like a, just a week, week and a half. Um, and some of you have heard this story. We, we had someone across the street, in the neighborhood across the street, all of a sudden come over to our building. He starts running around <laughs> the golf course side of the building. And Amanda, worship pastor Amanda happens to be uh, in the lobby, sees this guy. So he goes out and this guy is panicking and he says, your roof is on fire. And um, so now she's panicked. She's running around the building looking for this fire, supposedly coming out of our roof. She calls me. And so now I'm contacting Josh. I'm contacting our operations director, Terry. We're all now running around the building. Terry's actually up on the roof thinking an AC unit blew. This guy, as he's looking around, saying, I was, you know, he's we pieced together. He was sitting in his house across the street just watching TV when he and his wife see this flame shooting out of the roof up here. No fire. No fire. And so just like, what, what, was, what was that about? Now, it was, this was like fall. There was a beautiful sunset. We're like, could it have just been the sun, you know? We're trying to understand what this guy could have possibly seen. But then there was a small part of us that was like, well, it is interesting. We just heard that we're going to possibly, you know, be seeing some signs and wonders th- this year. And then, and then fast forward, and then it was like right after that, we just started seeing a slew of just like healings, um, just I mean things that were just really incredible. I mean, happened right afterwards, and it's been happening almost every week since. We're almost hearing a story of what God is doing uh, through through the prayer uh, ministry around here. So, with that as the backdrop, maybe uh, and maybe we can even go back a little further, but explain like maybe tell us some of the things that the prayer ministry team has seen um, recently. <laughs>
1: Um, well, and just to give some background too, like we pray every week and we in, um, invite members of the congregation to come and pray with us too. And we pray for the pastors and we um, pray for Amanda and the worship team. We pray for the ministries here and um, and then the prayer requests that come from the congregation and uh, lots of times there are uh, requests for other people too outside of our congregation and we have seen God move a lot, even in that. And, you know, like um, one woman who, um, young lady who had had two miscarriages, and she was pregnant again, and um, she asked us to pray for her. And so we got on it and started praying. And um, she's, this baby's, it's a valid pregnancy, yeah. So she's had two um, healthy um Checkups and strong heartbeat and we're just praising the Lord for that So that's just like one little thing a lot of emotions um, relationships that have been healed. So that's a cool thing um, but uh, About like things that we've been seeing God do uh, here in church So um, I think it started with I don't know what Sunday it was but a woman came down and she was in a wheelchair and I um, she asked for prayer, and I could see that she had a lot of, um, just a lot of emotions that were mm. um, tied up and just uh, disappointment in the how fast uh, she was, um, this knee was getting healed up. And so I yeah, started... she had a
0: knee injury. Yeah, yeah. She had so just she had, had surgery, yeah.
1: And I wasn't moving. So um, I started praying for her, and her leg just, like, started to shake. And her mom, it was right, and she's like, would you look at that? That is so weird. And it's just like, language, like yeah, yeah, it was I just, yeah. And, um, but if we put, um, the Lord showed me a picture of when I was on a walk this week. And have you ever seen like a Chinese puzzle box or like a, a box that the magician, um, you know, magician shows and they they tap it and the whole thing collapses? you ever seen that? So it's like, it looks really solid and then they smack it and just, psh, and the whole thing just, Mm-hmm. All the four sides fall down, mm-hmm. and it's like, don't put me in a box. Yep. And so, if I thought, no, that's not God, um, when her leg was shaking like crazy, it's like, no, that was God. And so, just like, don't put him in a box. I just want to partner with him and what he's doing. And so, um, healing, um, there can be miracles, and that happens just boom. It's that it just happens right then. And then healing can um, also uh, can comes in like pray now and we pray again it's like a little better and a little better and and um, so there's just two different ways that God can can touch you that way but we've seen
0: well let me just camp on that I think that's a good point because I I know who you're talking about it's Alyssa she's actually a a friend of ours Um, and um (laughs) did I I just heard her oh hi (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa um and I know she came down like three different times um for for prayer and sometimes I think we think God's gonna I don't know. I think there's this thing about God. He wants to, he's, he's more about our heart, you know? And, it, and I think what he honored in Alyssa, because she was scheduled to get surgery. I mean, and but after three times of coming forward and just saying, no, I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep knocking. Nope, you don't need surgery after all. Okay. I think God honored her her heart in, in pursuing him uh, to do something in her life. And so sometimes I think we think it's gonna be one time and then it's one and done, but sometimes God's like, no, no, no. I wanna see, are you gonna keep, are you gonna keep seeking? Are you gonna keep are you gonna put your pride aside and keep chasing after me? And some people he does it over serious, he does do it instantly. Some people it. In my life, I've had examples where it's taken years until God finally honored that prayer request in in my life. So I want to just camp on it and just say, church, don't give up is my point. Keep asking, um, and uh, God will honor that.
1: And also, like she's, I said, you know, I think God's doing this because you're willing to tell people. And she says, yeah, I I'm going to tell everybody what God's been doing in my life. And so she's not afraid to right. testify. So I think there's something to testifying to what God's doing, too.
0: Well, i got to so. piggyback on that. I'm sorry, because this is the preacher in me. Say, so I can't. I get excited. But, I mean, some of you are familiar with Jim Nelson's story. I mean, that was Jim Nelson's story. It was like he didn't want to come forward for prayer because he was, I, I, I think, please hear my heart, Edinburgh. I love this church, and I love to see that we're wading into these waters of seeing what God might do in our life in deeper ways that maybe we haven't thought about, maybe getting God out of that box that some of us have grown up putting him in. But I still think there is a culture here, okay? culture here. I just want to speak into this. I think there is a culture here that is afraid sometimes of asking for prayer because it might mean others see that, and it might make you vulnerable, and it might mean you have to sort of get out of the boat and get into the water and put you in a place that feels a little uncomfortable. Can I just pray in the name of Jesus that we will break that? Okay? We can't do that with God. Show me in the Bible where it says we're going to be a comfortable, uh, 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 live a convenient Christian life. Show me that in, in the Bible. Okay? It's, you're not going to find it. God honors people who are willing to get out of the boat. You got to have some courage. And I, want, I love that every week we are seeing more and more people say, I am going to come down and I am going to ask. And, and you say, oh, what are people going to think about me if I come down and pray? People are going to think something like, Can we just acknowledge we all have needs in our life? Your pastor has needs in his life. Do you realize chains in my life have been broken this year? I still am recognizing I have chains in my life that still need to be broken. I still need prayer. And I guarantee you do too. And if we're not going to come forward and ask for it, why would God do it? If you're not, because then how does he get the glory? That's why we can't do the lone ranger Christian thing. You try to do it all by yourself. How does God get the glory in that? He, he's doing it so that you will point people to his goodness. So we got to be willing to step into the light. Oh, I'm feeling this. I'm sorry. Okay, this is, this is what I want so badly for us. I want to see lines of people saying, hey, I need prayer today. Okay, And we're willing to get a little uncomfortable. And if you're saying, well, I don't know what people are going to think about me. They're going to think something's wrong in my life. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Church, this is a different kind of church I am talking about right now. Where we are not afraid to get out of the boat and ask for help when we need help. Are you going to join me in that? Are you going to join? It? Listen, I'm about, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to do the angry thing. Uh, it's just my eyebrows, folks. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm sorry, Robin. I just got to say this. It is time for our church to step out of our comfort zone. And if, you're, if, if you are looking, I'm just going to say this, and I will apologize to others later for saying this. If you are looking for the church where you are going to be comfortable and it is going to be convenient, I'm just going to tell you, this is probably not the church for you. Because I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you. God is doing something in my life. And I just wanna say, it has started with people praying for me, this prayer ministry team. And I have been blessed by it, and now it's leading me to praying for you, blessings on you. I'm praying that every day. God bless these people. I want them to experience you the way I am experiencing you. So I'm asking you to join me in getting out of the boat. Did Peter sink? Did Peter sink? He sunk, but he still got out of the boat.
1: Woo! Ah! All right. I had to get that out. Ah! So so we could see that God was moving, and uh, so as the the weeks progressed, God just kept touching more and more people. So we've seen backs get healed, Jim's ear get healed, or ears, both of them. Um,
0: By the way, he he testified that he didn't, at first, he... He was, I don't know if I'm going to go down and ask for prayer. (laughs) And he did, and he experienced miraculous healing in his ears.
1: Yeah, and I think part of that, too, is like uh, sometimes when we come, it's like, uh, why didn't we get healing? I think sometimes we have God in a box. Yeah, And we need to Mm -hmm. adjust our perspective about how we think he's going to move. So it'd be like... um, uh, if Jesus is our husband and he's sent us all these love letters in his, his word and he writes us letter after letter of all of his love for us and then we come to the wedding day and, and he says, okay, I'm not going to write you one more letter. If you want to know how much I love you, you have to go back and look at the letters I've written you in his word that he's written before. But he gave us Holy Spirit too, so he's talking to us. And so, part of that is, like, uh, being willing to uh, to take God out of the box and um, learn how to listen to the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So, can I tell a story about, like, um, just learning to partner with Jesus, my, my story about my sister, because I think yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, one of the things where um, I've been going to a school called um, Emerge Transformation School, and it's a... a a ministry school to help you learn to walk into the um, the the things that the Lord has placed on your heart to walk into. like For me, it was like healing, intercession. I wanted to see God do those things in a greater way in my life. And so um, I had been seeing God just like grow legs out on people a lot. It was like crazy, like 14, hmm. 14 people. You know, it's hmm. like more Lord. And so I went to my sister's house one day, and she's got... a uh, a lot of medical issues, and um, and when so when she comes to the door, she's kind of like walking like this. And and so I've been seeing God do all those these things, it's like, you know, I wonder if one of her legs is shorter than the other because it's like, I can see it's like, why not? Let's pray for that. Yeah. And so, um, she, we walked into her kitchen and um, had her sit down on a stool. So, like, Barb, let's just ask Jesus to, to see if one of your legs is shorter. So, she put her legs out, and one was like half an inch shorter than the other. And so um, I said, okay, let's ask Jesus to come. And and we pray like these really like um, scriptural, biblical prayers. It's like, in Jesus' name be healed. That's it, you know? So it's not, it's not, (laughs) they're not like. Spells. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not crazy. It's not voodoo. Yeah, and so, and I watched God just grow her leg out. And it's like, um, and then he said, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me, and it's like, and they said, check her hips, hmm. and so I had her stand up, and I'm kidding you, not guys. One of her hips is like it was like this. That far off, and so I just put my hands on her hips in Jesus' name, Jesus. Will you just adjust them? And he just goes, Rrr. it was like that fast. It's like crazy. Okay, so now. Now think about this. I've prayed for this leg to grow out, and now he's adjusted her hip. Do you see how we've got a problem here now? Can you, can you do you sense it? Okay, so Jesus will you grow her leg out, but now he's adjusted her hip. So we're still got legs that aren't mm-hmm, the same, mm-hmm. and so now we're laughing. We thought that was pretty hysterical. So <laughs> we had to check her legs again because now one leg's longer again. So he he adjusted her again, and it was so fast, so fast, and so. I, You know, like, take God out of the box. It's like, if I had thought he was only going to move a certain way, I wouldn't have gotten to see that. She wouldn't have gotten to experience that. And she walked me to the door like this. It was just crazy. Yeah. 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 So God helps, but don't put him in a box.
0: Yeah, I think to some of us, this kind of stuff can sound really weird. It can sound so strange to our American mindset. You know what I'm saying? If you go onto the mission field, this stuff isn't weird at all. Like this stuff is happening, you know, in other countries all the time. It's just in America we've we've kind of relegated God to the comfort zone of our little Bible studies. And there's nothing wrong with studying the Bible. We should do that, but the but Christianity is so much more than just sitting down and studying our Bibles. Like you read the Book of Acts. I mean, they're out there and they and bizarre things. Were happening. We need to get God. I mean, read through the Old Testament. Read the things that God did. And you're going to see he does some really bizarre things that cannot be explained. But if we're constantly putting him in the box, what's going to happen is we're not going to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where so many of us are at in America today. We just don't even ask because we, we just, you know, we wouldn't think that God might do something that he's, he's actually willing to to do in our life. And so with that said, I actually, I know you have more stories to share, but I actually made a video this week because this year God did something in my own life, and I feel like I should share it uh, with the church and uh, was, was blessed to have uh, Dr. Dave Sawyer help us out with this. Um, but I, I, I said it a few weeks back that God has done something for my eyesight, um, and I want you to take a look... Uh, this video and yeah, judge for yourself. About 15 years ago, I was in seminary and um,
2: I started to realize my, my eyesight was, was starting to fail me. I couldn't read the
0: whiteboard anymore. I couldn't read what was on the screen in class. Uh, but what really became problematic is when I would drive, I stopped being able to read road signs. Like the big overhanging signs. I couldn't read them. I kept missing my exit. I was like, this is becoming a problem. I'm going to have to go in and get my, my eyes checked. And sure enough, I did. And I'll never forget what the uh, original eye doctor told me. He said, um, this is pretty common to need glasses at this age. I was probably 25-ish. And he said, when you get into your late 30s, he said, you're going to actually then need to get a stronger prescription. He said, this is going to be fine for you for a while. And then when you get into your late 30s, you're going to need a stronger pr- prescription. I actually turned 40 tomorrow. Actually, yesterday, I went in and I actually got the prescription. From Target, which I, man, time has fallen by. This is from 2015. This is the last time I went in to get my eyes checked because I needed to get re up my contacts. These were the glasses I used to wear. I mean, I don't know if you can see the. These are the contacts. Uh, I've been wearing glasses, um, like I said, roughly 15 years. On Sundays, I would wear contacts uh because i tried a few sundays not wearing glasses or contacts but the problem was i couldn't recognize people in the lobby uh, my eyes even started to hurt I started to feel very strained i was getting headaches my mother-in-law was trying to try drops and different things i was trying stuff but eventually i just i just prayed for my eyes i didn't really think much about it i just put my hands over my eyes and i said lord please would you just heal my eyes and uh you know give me restore my sight maybe me 2020 vision again. Nothing immediately happened, um, but over the next uh, few months, where I started, I didn't even really think about it at the time, but it was one of these things where I would put on my glasses and things would just seem too in my face. Um, I normally need my glasses to read without getting a headache, and I started not being able to read with my glasses on. It was like, this seemed just too too close. So. I just naturally just started taking my glasses off and putting them to the side. Um, didn't even really think much about it, but just more and more stopped wearing my glasses. Started realizing I don't need to wear my contacts on Sunday. And then it dawned on me, I, th- I think God has healed my, my eyesight. Sometime starting last fall to in the beginning of this year, 2021, um, I realized, like, I think God has healed my eyes. Uh, And uh, so I'm making this video for two reasons. First off, to give glory to God. Uh, I think when God does something like that in our life, we should give Him praise and make it known what He's done. Uh, Secondly, to encourage you. uh, Just a reminder of the the power of of prayer and what God can can do in our lives when we ask Him. Uh, So what I'm going to do today is I'm actually going to go see Dr. Dave Sawyer, an eye doctor, Uh, He's a member at our church, and uh, he's going to give me an eye exam, and and we're going to see if my vision has been uh, restored from this prescription I've had for the last 15 years. I might end up looking like a fool, okay? But that's okay, because if I do, you'll never see this video. But actually, our videographer, he's going to know about it, Dave's going to know about it, and I'm pretty confident Uh, We're going to see that that my vision has, in fact, been been restored by God, so let's go.
2: And here, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? I'm going to give you that and
0: cover up your... S, V, H, C, Z.
2: All right. Can you read anything on this road? Z, Uh uh-huh, And anything there? O. All right, flip on over to the other eye.
0: V-O-H-R-S.
2: All right, and with both eyes together, go ahead and take that thing away. What about there? You just read the 2020 line without any correction. There you go. So that's essentially 2020 up close, but you know, my feeling is, in this case, as opposed to it being a miracle, okay. it's God's providence okay. working, right? Okay. Right? Okay. Um, uh, because, Maybe like I say, I, I, I have seen things like this before. That doesn't mean that God didn't do something here. Okay. I, I, I definitely don't discount that in sure. any way, shape, sure. or form. Sure.
0: Well thanks Dave for your time, man. Thanks yeah. for letting us uh, yeah. You know, uh, use your equipment and brother, thanks for the help. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I like that distinct you know that how Dave distinguished between miracle, Providence. He said, you know, there's there's some there's some ways to explain that my eyesight was was restored. He gave me some reasons. I wasn't really paying attention because I was so excited about having 2020 vision. But he did explain there's some natural things that can happen um, as where he would say a miracle is like he's seen actually on the mission field where people have nerve damage and they get prayed for and all of a sudden they can see again. And that's just like unexplainable. But I will tell you, for me, it's like the bottom line is for 15 years, I've had to wear glasses. I've had to wear contacts, right? I've spent no exaggeration, thousands of dollars on this this stuff. I don't have to do that anymore, church. I don't have to do that anymore. I'm just, I see, I can tell. I, I saw Alyssa back there when she was waving her hand. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it's just a reminder, like, hey, we, we need, what else might God want to do in your life? You know, what might God want to do in your life? If you would just simply stop and ask him and and be willing to get prayer uh, for, for, for that. Because we've just seen so many things that um, point to God and his goodness and what he wants to do in our life when we go to him and we ask. And this is just something I just want to talk about real quick. Just real quick. And I want to ask you about your own personal prayer, um, journey into prayer. But um, I've been studying this topic of like cognitive dissonance. Have you ever heard of that, that expression? It's this idea where we, we, we say we believe something, but our actions seem to reveal we don't really believe what we say or we believe. And so it's cognitive dissonance. It means there's a disconnect between what we say and how we actually live and what we actually do. In other words, there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect between what we say we believe and what we actually believe. And I just, I I can't help but wonder for a lot of us American Christians, if like we'll read the Bible and we'll say we believe it. And you recognize what you're saying you believe. The things that are happening in the Bible are incredible. I mean, there's just incredible things that happen, including the pinnacle being what? Resurrection from the dead. And we say we believe in this book, but can I just say our prayer life, and I, I'm, I've been guilty of this at times, seems to suggest we don't really believe. Because if we believed it, if we believed what we saw those apostles going throughout Jerusalem and Samaria and beyond doing for people and the miracles. Friends, they went with power. God wants to give you, that's why we're in the series of the Holy Spirit, because he gives us the Holy Spirit so that why? So that you will have power not just a bunch of head knowledge but actually power to bring heaven down and to see his kingdom grow and we often go up to people and you know when we're evangelizing you know we ask that question do you know where you were to go today if you were to die friends that's a creepy question think about how creepy that is and this is how you start a conversation with somebody Maybe we start a conversation with somebody, hey, is there anything I could pray for you about? And let's see what God might do in your life and it just might open that door. Someone wanting to know where that power came from that you just prayed into their life. See, the disciples, when they went out, the apostles went with power and signs and wonders that gave them opportunity to witness and to see God's kingdom grow and we have relegated it to now we just kind of gather in our circles and study the Bible where it's safe. And I'm going to challenge us, though, this, this year as a church, get out of our comfort zone and just start praying for people and give God the opportunity to open up hearts so that we can then tell them about this. Jesus, amen? Does that sound exciting? Okay, I don't want to dominate the, the, the time here because I, I really could. Um. But I want to hear about your own personal uh, journey into into prayer and uh, that passion that now you have. To tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I think um, for me, just, I've just always thought there's just got to be more. And I thought um, as I'd read the Bible and go to Sunday school, it's like if God talked to Moses and he talked to David, um, if he talked to Daniel, why wouldn't he talk to me? And so I was just always... Really hungry for more of the Lord, um, and I don't know. Maybe some of us might think, well, you know, these are kind of big dudes. Well, he talked to Jonah, and he was, right. He was kind of a loser, you know. So, so he'll he'll talk to me, too. Then, so I really believe that he would, and so I was just really hungry for more of the Lord, and um, so uh, one thing uh, that I did was I just kept asking God. I know there's just more. I just I. I just need more of you, and um, he he put people around my life that um, would run after him with me. So mm. I think that was one thing that happened in my journey was he just gave me some really really good friends that um, were really hungry for the more of the Lord too. And then um, one thing that I did was to uh, uh, study this. Um, these four keys to hearing God's voice by Mark Verkler. So if you looked him up online, Mm -hmm. um, he does this online teaching, like twice a year, and you can do it for free. But he teaches you how to journal and to ask God open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. If you, um, it's It's like, you know, if you think that you can't hear God's voice because he's talking to us all the time. And so, I just like would write down a question God. What do you want me to all about this? God? Do you love me? Um, what lie do I believe about this situation? Lots of times when we don't see God moves because we we have him in that box again, and we have a, um, Something that's not Quite the truth in our mind and God needs to tweak that before we can get breakthrough because we have him in a box
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, uh, well, uh, our time is unfortunately coming to an end. I'm like, we're going to have Dude. to do a part two. We got so much more to talk, but we just scratched the surface, uh, today. Um, but I, I do want to give, I do want to give the church. I just want to give you three, three challenges, uh, as we, as we close. And, and the first one is this to consider joining the prayer ministry team with, with Robin. Um, I have been blessed by it. I go back to what I said. It, 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 this team praying for me, interceding for me, opening my eyes to things. Uh, it it's been life changing, and ministry has. I can honestly tell you, it has never been more fun. I, th- I think I was just overcomplicating ministry, and I think I was trying to fit into a box that God never meant for me to fit in. And now He's just unleashed me just to pray for people, and I. I'm having the time of my life doing that. I could tell you so many more stories, but I want to give this prayer ministry team big kudos because they've been praying for me. And I would encourage you, especially if you know you have that gift of intercession where you can go into that spiritual realm and fight for your church or for somebody, like some of us just know what I'm talking about. I strongly want to ask you to consider joining this team right now. I think you are meeting by Skype. Is that correct? Okay, so you'll need to contact the church to get the password to join. But please, if you have that gift, consider uh, coming forward and joining this team. Uh, more, more prayer, more power. That's, that's what I believe. Um, second thing I want to challenge you to do is to get over your pride or your fear of man. And if you have a prayer request, start coming down and asking for prayer. Because, because God's going to honor that in your life. I'm not even saying he's going to say yes to that specific thing you're asking for. There's been many times in my life where he didn't necessarily say yes to that, but I saw in hindsight how he still honored the heart behind it. Does that make sense, church? He still led me. He taught me something in it. He taught me to change the way I was praying. He, he, he showed up in a different way than I expected, okay? But he it all started with just having the heart and the desire to ask others to pray. And so I want to encourage you, if there's something in your life, do not be shy. We're... we're We're family, amen? This is a place of love. This is a place where we comfort one another, encourage one another, uh, love one another, and want to help one another. So please don't be shy if there's something you need prayer for, a child that needs praying for, a grandchild, so many different things. And then my third challenge, and you're gonna hear more about this as we move forward as a church. I'm really passionate now and wanna see us start considering as a church family, like getting out not just here on Sunday mornings in the building, but outside of the building, and just start looking for people that we could pray for. And maybe, like, that's a little scary for some of us, thinking that you would ever go up to somebody, especially maybe like a stranger, and just ask if you could pray for them. But, friends, I'm telling you, like... I mean, it could... it's something I know we can all do, and it's something that could potentially be life-changing for somebody. Just going up to there. Maybe you're not in a place where you're going to go up and pray for healing for someone or something, you know, like that. But maybe you're in a place where you could just go and say, hey, can I pray comfort for you? Can I pray peace for you? And even if you stumble and fumble, hey, it's okay. And you know what you're telling that person? I care about you. I love you. And I want God's best for your life. And friends, who knows what doors that might open. Now, maybe we're not there yet, but I'm just telling us that is where I'm going to be challenging us and pushing us as as a church is to be a little more comfortable getting uncomfortable and getting out there and actually praying for people as we grow in this understanding of the Holy Spirit and what it wants to do in us and through us so that God can spread his kingdom out, out there through you. I mean, even if that's a little scary, can I just ask, are you willing to step into that water with me? Even if it's just ankle deep today, are you willing to just to step into that with me, church? Because this, this is how I think God has designed for us to change a community, change the world. It's by going out with Holy Spirit power and um, letting people actually experience this living God that we say. Um, we, we believe in. Um, and so with just, hey, just sorry, I dominated the time, Robin, but just with like 30 seconds, what's one step you would encourage the church family to take? If maybe they say, hey, I'm not great at prayer, I don't, where would you encourage them to start?
1: Well, I think you, you hit on it already. The economy of heaven is love. And if we just love people and look at them through Jesus' eyes, we're going to see things shift. And um, you talked about praying out of church. It's like if you want to see God move, pray outside the church. You'll see people get healed like crazy because they don't have him in a box. Um, so I think I forgot the question. It's so- okay.
0: It's good. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. But I'll say, you will be blessed. You will be blessed if you do that. It won't just be that. You will be blessed because that's when you're going to see that's when you're, gonna, when you're willing to get out of the boat and get uncomfortable. Even if you're sometimes going to stumble and fumble and, and even sometimes sink as you do it, I'm telling you, in, in hindsight, you're going to look back and go, my life has been an adventure. I have seen God move. Through me, And oof, there is nothing more fun or better about doing uh, ministry. So that's what I want to challenge us as a church uh, to move forward to. And then maybe, Robin, we will have to do a part two of this on video or something so we can show the church at some point. But can you guys give Robin a round of applause for being here today? <laughs> Thanks, Robin. I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, um, whoo man, thank you for a church family to be a part of, to, to belong to. That I didn't even get to share how this church was praying for me, Lord, as you know, when I went down to my grandma's funeral last weekend and I just experienced your power, show up and was able to be a light and a presence where I was needed for people. And I could feel the power. I could feel the prayers. And I just I thought, so good to be a part of a church family that prays. And so, Lord, I just pray that blessings will be on your people today, that your blessing, that you will exp- they will experience you in new and fresh and vibrant ways. And maybe there's even some people who have been discouraged over the years because prayers haven't been answered. God, I just pray that they will recognize that you are a sovereign God who is wiser than we are wise, but that they won't give up and that they will keep seeking, they will keep pursuing, they will keep asking so that in time they will see how your good hand will manifest itself in in their life and then through their life as a blessing to other people. So, Lord, I'm just going to pray right now that you would help us to be a people of prayer who pray more, more fervently, who intercede for others. And, God, we're going to trust that you're going to honor that and you're going to continue to do more than we could ever ask or imagine as you tell us you will do it in your words. So Lord, we're gonna give you all the glory for these stories we've heard today and ask for a fresh filling of your spirit and all God's people said, Amen. amen.